so yeah, we're doing a podcast now. Uh, Jim and I have had a lot of conversations and about how to continue to make Token Smart like the go-to place for people who you know love NFTs and want to push the space forward and who are on the cutting edge. And so we've been kicking around ideas about doing an an real life event, but you know, obviously with the coronavirus whole situation going on, we, we got to consider that. Um, you know, Trislet's on with us today and and has been building out a website. Uh, Jim and I had a meeting with Matthew over at Scent and have been you know in conversation about combining forces with his work in progress meet meetups and everything. Recording this podcast, we'll see how that goes. Trisla, Jim and I had a, a fucking crazy meeting with Godfrey yesterday, who I wasn't totally familiar with, who does like, you know, VR meetups and everything. And I know you are very interested in, uh, you know, a virtual conference and setting up virtual meetups and everything. And, and so Jim and I met with Godfrey yesterday. Uh, we knew we had this lined up with you today. And so we were thinking like, maybe this is a fantastic opportunity to sort of pick Trislet's brain and see what you think about like the best avenue forward is for you know token smart and these in real life meetups versus virtual meetups uh, conferences and uh, all that type of thing so were you familiar with godfrey did, am i the only guy who did not know this person prior to this boombox head boombox head also yeah. uses boombox head that's right yeah i knew him by boombox head i've been okay. yeah, yeah <laughs> you've been at right. some meetups with some virtual meetups with him haven't you tristan yeah i have yeah it's Jin introduced me to him i mean probably now that I'm thinking about it, maybe last summer, it's for a while because he's been doing a lot of different things. And he's, I think he was involved with some of the Anarchy Arcade things, which is a pretty slick idea. It was basically just a VR room. And then you've got screens that just show you a bunch of other VR worlds, you know, which is slick, right? He's done some really cool, he was showing us some of the, the virtual reality builds he's done, him and, and Jin have done together um, on commission and, and both and for himself and for his own productions as well. And how he's got these multi-camera setups, um, you know, already coordinated in the room, and just the level of detail in some of these builds was amazing. And we were getting on the call with him to talk about building first, um, like uh, NFT forty-two uh, office space, just like a basically a lounge desk, lounge with some desks and some chairs and some screens uh, for us to have virtual meetings in um, for our company and to discuss things like token smart and everything else, and then the next step beyond that would be building out like the virtual conference space for the token smart virtual conference. Um, and that's kind of, we were just getting some early ideas. He was showing us his past builds. He was for the first part of the call, I was trying to help me get my, my uh, VR chat to work with my headset, which we couldn't get it to do. Um, something was wrong with VR chat, I think yesterday, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I think both uh, Rizal and I were just blown away by the level of quality and the, the cool stuff he's already done. And we're super excited to, uh, to get him some feedback so that he can build out first our conference space so we can have these sort of meetings in virtual reality at the same time. And definitely talking about some of the challenges of, of getting people into these things. But, but yeah, I think we both walked away from the meeting just thinking that you know, this is definitely the direction that we wanna go with Token Smart as well, uh, if we can make it easy for people to get into these virtual worlds and interact with us. Yeah, I definitely. You know, it's because there's a bunch of different projects and each project seems to hit like one or two bullet points really, really well. You know, so it's like, I like CryptoVoxels for the ease of accessibility. I mean, the yes. building tools are sweet and all that, but the actual being able to jump in. You know, I mean, that's, cool that was my point yesterday too, right? Because yeah. like, 
like that's the best thing about CryptoVoxels right now is that you totally. can just get in from any platform in, in any browser, just jump in and you're there and you have presence, right? Like it's missing a lot of other things. Um, but yes, absolutely agree. That's what, that's the one thing they checked the box on really well. And I felt yeah. like VR chat has like a really great, like detailed virtual environments. And that was one of the big advantages there, despite the difficulty actually getting into those environments. Yeah. Their tool sets been in, you know, production for a long time too. And there's a huge, you know, group of developers that have been developing with their tools for a long time too. So it's, even though, yeah, the token smart brand, what we keep pushing, like we're, like I'm a more of a crypto guy, so I really love all the crypto based projects, but that doesn't mean these other VR worlds, you know, should be totally not included. Like Mozilla hubs is extremely good too, for some of the easy. Yeah. That came up yesterday. Yeah. And that their video, their voice chat is pretty good too. I've, I've messed with it a little bit. I haven't gone too far, but I've been in it with Jin as well. One time when we were in East Denver, I think he showed me Mozilla hubs and that also kind of works like crypto voxels where you're in a browser and you can just jump right into these environments and easily interact with stuff then. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's decoupled from it. So like crypto voxels, I mean, a big part of what makes it powerful as a platform, I think is the ownership stuff. So people feel, I want to build something cool here. So now when you get in, there's all kinds of cool stuff to look at. So, I see CryptoVox being as a great entry point for the social side of a conference. Yeah. Whereas the actual conference part of a conference, maybe we need a different tool, either an overlay tool or, I mean, if we have to jump to another platform, like, like when I picture whenever I go to a conference, you know, usually the day before there's some other mixer or something that's totally unrelated to the conference, but I get to meet people, yep. go to the conference, you either see people talk or you have work groups that, break off and then afterwards you have an after party where everybody talks about it and I, like, I mean it'd be cool to go into crypto voxels you know have everybody get together meet jump into another platform have the actual comp, you know, meeting part then jump oh, okay. into crypto voxels for a follow-up conversation so dude i i mean i agree with you and i you know i guess after having spent a lot of time in crypto voxels and then seeing what godfrey was showing us yesterday i was like blown away by the clarity and and uh but and and to what jim was saying earlier like the sort of clunkiness of like being able to get in was obviously like a, a barrier and a thing that uh would be uh, you know preventative for some people um, I'm like you, Tristan. I, I'm like mostly in this originally from the currency end of things. And do you, my other concern with like going in this direction in general is, it, you know, me just wondering if it's like too far down the rabbit hole for like people who are into cryptocurrencies, but haven't like taken it into the NFT, uh, you know, space and everything. Um, and the VR thing seemed like, you know, what we were showing yesterday seemed like, one more like giant leap down the rabbit hole past crypto voxels uh and an insanely cool one and everything but do you feel like uh that opens the door for more people or it keeps some people out or like how do you feel about like the the people who aren't you know nft native uh and, and understanding it being involved in like it from a token smart you know all-encompassing perspective i don't know that's a you know, that's an interesting yeah, part because it's like a, if you're trying to get non-crypto folks in, none of them really care about the ownership side of things. You know, that's the stuff I like. So that's why I love crypto voxels. But if you don't care about that, who cares, right? right. Uh, so maybe that's not the best platform to necessarily 
end up in. I still feel like it's a nice one to start in because it's I, cool. I totally agree. I think it's the portal in, right? At least for the crypto-based people and anybody really, since it's a browser-based, you, you put a link and you can put them right in any location, yeah. right? So I think that yeah. for now, at least when we're, t- we're thinking about it, you know, we'll do the, the weekly meetups, I think, in crypto voxels for the time being um, until something better and easier presents itself. But we'll we'll do the meetups there. And then when we do like any sort of more formal conference or anything, then we would just start it at in the CryptoVoxel spot. And then we would portal into Mozilla Hubs or VR chat, um, whatever it is that we can get working for everybody. Because that was, I mean, yesterday uh, it, it was, it was a big challenge. And, you know, Godfrey did a good job of just jumping right in himself and then sharing a screen so we could see what was going on. Um, but obviously aside from connecting and being in the space as a user, I think the other challenge that he was pointing out and that seemed to make sense the more he talked about it was the audio connection and like where you're going to do your speaking at. Like if you're going to record stuff, it doesn't necessarily make sense to do the audio in the virtual worlds. You might want to do it in a discord or something like that. But if you're going to then be in a presence, like a, a you know, virtual presence then you probably do need to figure out, you know, where your users should be expected to chat and how that's going to work. And if proximity chat works and what platforms are going to support the easiest way to communicate other than just being able to see each other in this space. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, if you, we're still in the mindset of trying to replicate a real life conference, right. In the virtual world, but we got a lot more tools available to us in VR, but it's just, it's hard like most users aren't going to appreciate that. So like, yeah, you're talking about area audio. I mean, if you're, if you've got an amphitheater where in real life, the sound would be projected out, that doesn't work the same way in VR, right? It's all proximity. You have to be closer to the speaker. Right. Or like if there's some idea of like, if you're on this parcel and there's a speaker role, then everybody would be able to hear that role clearly. But if you weren't a speaker role, maybe you could only hear like you, your speaking would only be done in proximity. Like if you were like two members of an audience sitting next to each other, you could hear your, the two of you speak, but you could also be hearing that speaker very clearly as if they're projected through a microphone. I think, I don't know if that this exists yet in these VR spaces, yeah, but I that seems thought like about the, that. the way you would want to do it. Right. Totally. Yeah. The um, concert venue or, or whatever you would call it with like the pavilions and VR set up and everything uh, totally blew my mind. And how he was saying like, you know, you could essentially have like automated uh, pavilion workers from like, you know, I think the example he gave was like Zcash or OpenSea or whatever that, uh, you know, is, is sort of like a not real person avatar, but still can spit out information and give their pitch and uh, demonstrations and everything in the vr uh conference center and and everything uh really like amazing stuff dude uh, jim the the thing that was most exciting to me was the concept of just like hosting this podcast or something like that in vr where we can like you know sort of record ourselves our avatars or whatever and and uh they had that like great like 80s basement that they had set up that looked straight out of wayne's world um yeah no absolutely i think that's freaking incredible and then you you Combined with that, the camera angles and the camera work, the yes, like, production side of it all. I think, I mean, it, it makes, I want to watch podcasts that have like this VR element where people, where the guests and, and hosts are sitting in VR. I want to see that. I, I didn't think I would care about it, honestly, until uh, he showed me what it would actually look like. And 
uh, I don't know. I, I was like sleeping on the level of sophistication that he is actually like bringing to these environments and everything. Right. It's, it's hard to fathom. Like, it, I mean, it looks like a straight up news broadcast with like, you know, various camera angles and, and VR has gotten better like recently uh, because like, just like the little nuances of how he's like moving his arms and everything doesn't look like uh it looks very natural. It, it looks like, uh, I don't know, like a real person with a boombox for their head or whatever. Um, yes, yeah, you know, he's got that hand movement and stuff down perfectly too. So, Yeah, it, it looked like he was really just sitting there talking to us. Uh, it, it looked like crazy legit. I, I didn't even honestly know it was possible. Um, so that's, that's like super exciting, even if it doesn't extend beyond that in the short term. Um, it, but now I got to figure out what my avatar is going to look like. I, I mean, know. so like just talk, keeping this on the subject of the virtual conferences, I mean, yeah. does the first one look, does it look something like, like that where they can maybe watch a live stream of a panel in this virtual space and the users themselves aren't actually in the virtual space or they're, in, they're watching it like on a screen in some other virtual space. I feel like that's a great initial way to make this work. Cause I was trying to think, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. If I don't know how many events you've been in, in VR chat, but it's, if you got somebody on stage, say karaoke singing, it's, I mean, a, a common troll thing is to like jump up on stage with them and try to distract everybody, you know, and like, which is hilarious and funny when you're in the game. But if you're trying to run a, conference people are there to see content for yeah, it stops being funny really fast yeah i wonder <laughs> if there's like a way that we could like pipe in questions from the audience you know it seems like it could all work like just thinking about it from a technology standpoint it's just a matter of connecting the right bits and pieces together but i think i do think it would almost be better to isolate the panel or the speakers from the audience in in at least in a different virtual space um so that way there weren't those distractions and you didn't have to wrestle with the same uh like optimization issues that seem to be present and and platform access issues for that matter as well do you know if mozilla hubs can you broadcast audio and video into these hubs that i don't really know i haven't played with it'd be an interesting one though i see some pre-made worlds that you know because they give you some baseline stuff to play with and this one is like a, a discotheque dance area and stuff like that and i assume they have some sort of way to feed music in so we should play with that a little bit see just how because it'd be cool if you could potentially like a direct i don't know not necessarily have people in the audience raise hands right but a a way to have it so you know hey jim's got a question and then funnel it so his speaker comes there's got to be right there's got to be a way to in in my head like the conference is like held in vr but piped into like crypto voxels since that's like the lowest, uh, like the most accessible for people or something. And then you don't have to deal with like some of the nonsense that could go on in, in either platform. If you got like the content creators and consumers all in the same place. I, I mean, that would be amazing, but is Ben even thinking about like audio video stuff for, uh, for this yet? I mean, I, there's still so many things that need to be done probably before he can even prioritize that. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk to Ben fairly often. I'm a moderator and I manage his wearables stuff. So, I mean, we generally have conversations and I know I've been pushing some of the streaming video because I would love to, I mean, I've got some projects on my own that I think would be fun for it, but it'd be interesting to create just like, actually it'd be interesting to create more of a, a less interesting parcel that's got less 
at, uh, at things that need to be loaded in. It has a streaming screen on it because I bet you that would load really fast if you have the URL be isolate so they only get that one parcel. That might be a way to make it so quick loading in, then you just see whatever stream to you. It's really interesting. And you're saying that as I was just checking out like the awesome build that we're having done for took smart meetups. That's definitely not super simple <laughs> and just a screen. Well, you know, it's like, it depends on what you're using it for, right? Like that's, a, that's an awesome social way to get people together. Like, I don't know if you saw that crypto wieners party. Did you go to that? In crypto? I did. And yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I actually really love what those guys are doing. Like yeah. they have the, you can, and the, the way they are doing like, content is you have a user would go up and hit a button a play button and play that audio um which in many cases was a song uh i like that but it's still lacking what it could be right what we would yeah. really need it to be too i actually did exactly what trislet said uh, not to do and i like got right up on stage and was like pretending to be the dj and like spinning my guy around uh but that, yeah, that's exactly like part of what you don't want if you're trying to hold uh, like a legit conference. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking ahead about it. I mean, in theory, you could almost like pre-record the content content segments of the conference and then like have time in between for like Q&A, like live Q&A or something like that. So all of the conference wouldn't necessarily need to be live, but it, it could be like you know, recorded very recently, presented live, and then have all the people there to, you know, do some give and take, um, I, you know, questions and everything. I don't know where that would necessarily live um, or in what environment. Um, yeah, the, the, the Crypto Wieners guys seem like they're like so close to like doing that thing, like exactly the way you would want it to be. It's been a little bit, but I remember jumping into some of the web, WebXR type stuff because he had some cool it was sort of like a Mozilla Hubs, but he had like all kinds of mini screens that he had of different stuff that you could see different because I could see a conference, you know, starting an area, going somewhere, seeing a speaker and then having breakout things where everybody can like go into separate rooms to do small like work group things, either on what they just heard about or maybe you just like that's how you would normally run one like a hackerspace type thing, right? When you're when you're talking about this, like in your head, are you imagining this in crypto voxels, or where where are you imagining this lives? I'm definitely thinking about having it go either either jump out of crypto voxels into another platform that's better at it right now. I kind of feel the same way, especially since you know Token Smart is a NFT brand and crypto voxels is very much NFT. I mean, we could also explore doing it in different uh, different places the central land and Somnium space and eventually sandbox potentially. I mean, all this kind of have the NFT and crypto elements, blockchain element to it. Um, but it seems like personally for me, it feels like crypto voxels is, is probably the best place for the communities that we interact with. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because each project, I mean, each project have different goals, right? I mean, an NFT based project is more interested in the crypto side of things Whereas a straight VR project is going to have higher quality VR tools. I mean, it's it's hard sort of finding something that's like the best of both in the middle, right? Because their intended audience is different. So that's fine. We can use each one to its strength. Yeah, I, I honestly, when I first came on to CryptoVoxels, I thought it was going to be like too too weird for everybody. And now I, I'm obviously wrong. And I feel like everyone's like pretty comfortable with it at, at this point, has at least like heard of it knows you can hop in and out and uh, it's like 
become way more commonplace than I ever anticipated it being. In my head, that's where this is all taking place when, when you're talking about it and everything. I was just curious to see. Um, the, v, the VR is so cool, but it, yeah, I feel like it's, it's sort of a leap from NFT land uh, unless they get involved heavily in that aspect too. It just seems like sort of marginally related, but would be a ridiculously dope spot to like uh port in a conference or like do some podcasts or like something like that in terms of like content creation um man the the vr really looks uh really looks slick well honestly you know i we're talking about token smart being more focused around nft stuff but maybe it doesn't have to be i mean i feel like running it through both would help introduce both groups to the other side pretty well and easily you know easily like here's the power that you're missing out by not using this side of it Dude, totally. I mean, is that sort of how, I mean, I feel like those bridges are being like, you know, traversed right now. Like I'm, I'm just meeting like all these VR people and everything like through Token Smart. I don't know if that's like really been the platform where we all realized we have a few things in common, but now I feel like I talk to Jin like every now and again. And, uh, and part of that was NFT NYC. I, I think I met him there briefly too. Um, but it does seem like there's some overlap that people are starting to discover um did you know that did you guys know these guys before token smart or was that their like uh intro into the click here i mean i've been working with Jin for since the big uh, a long long time yeah now. yeah i think because i was i was in decentraland during the ico and we were doing i was trying to get some district stuff started then and that's you know when i think i was first introduced to Jin because he, he's been trying to work on multiplayer building tools in their platform for a long time he was obviously in the space like a long time before that i'm sure but that's what two three years how long 2017 yeah two and a half years ago that's crazy with how that's so i i didn't really know these guys i i guess i knew Jin from uh crypto voxels I wasn't aware of uh, Godfrey or Boombox Head. Um, I actually became familiar with him from the crypto art scene more than what we were talking to him about yesterday because I've actually collected some of his art off of Super Rare. Um, and he does this really cool thing where if someone buys his art, he'll actually get into the VR chat, into his, his own studio and do a shout out and then post that oh, video cool. on Twitter and tag you. So it's really like a nice touch. Um, and I, and I love like the scenes and stuff that he was doing and his character, he's gotten VR with the boombox head, quite literally a boombox head. Um, and so that's kind of how I got introduced to him. Um, but Jin, I know, uh, from, from crypto voxels, I knew, I just knew of him and then I actually got to meet him in East Denver. And then I saw him again in East New York as well. Um, so we got to connect there and that's where he showed me the, Mozilla hubs. And I've recently got a VR headset like about two months ago. And so I've been bugging him to like, help me not be a noob. And, uh, I try, I try, man, it's tough. You saw me yesterday on that meeting Rizla. I was trying to get into the VR and I don't think I was doing anything wrong here on my end, but it just feels like so difficult sometimes to just do the simplest things. Well, I was going to say, is it, I, and I'm like a super VR noob too. Is it normally like pretty clunky or, or how is it just like getting in and out of things? Or? You know, it really depends on, I mean, I feel like what I keep running into is I, I, for, like I call it, I think the developer's fallacy sometimes where it's like, Hey, I've just developed the best thing ever. How could you not get it? You know, it's so easy. And it's like, well, of course it is. You're the one who built it. 
you know, most of the tech guys that I did, like, I don't seem to have any problem with it, but then and there, I've also been doing IT for 20 years. Okay. <laughs> you know, so to expect everybody to have that level of background is not, I mean, it's silly. And it's, it's going to hurt any sort of conference we try to put on to expect them to have this technical ability that, right? Yeah, that, that was my, like, main hesitation with, like, straight VR uh, conference. Plus, I, you know, there's just not... Unless you can lo hit it from a browser too, there's just not a ton of people out there with uh, VR. Well, so so Trisla, just curious, man. Like, what what's your like projection uh, as far as like how long it's going to take everyone to get not clunky VR to be able to just you know host something like this without these like uh, workarounds and and everything? I mean, you feel like we're like two years out from that, or more like five, ten years out, or or what? What do you think? I don't. I mean, honestly, I think most people I meet once they give it a chance they usually can figure it out after a little bit of playing with it just a lot of people don't want to give it a chance up front either you know or like you're saying like you're both the type that you know okay you hit a roadblock that's not quite enough to stop you you know you get to yeah. put that little bit of extra effort to get over it not everybody's like that so I don't know to bring it to the point where there's none of those roadblocks I mean that's probably a year out but that doesn't mean we can't work around it like now that you're talking about it I just It'd be cool to start in CryptoVoxels, have a way where you could stream another platform to a screen in CryptoVoxels and give people the option to jump into the other's platform. But if you don't ha want to, you could just sit in CryptoVoxels and watch yeah. it in your browser. I mean, that's a, that's a sort of where I could see a meshing of the two, where you take it however far your technical ability allows you to, right. and then stop there, maybe try later, you know? Yeah, that yeah, that would be interesting. Gives gives people several options. I had this conversation with Jin the other day in the uh, Token Smart Discord. And I was just saying how like, um, and maybe you were in on it too. How coronavirus may weirdly become like VR's uh, best friend in terms of like making people more likely to give it a try, or they got more time at home to be spending playing video games and playing around with VR and everything. And and I don't know, is is the concept like widespread enough where like, and that's what I was going for in my question before. I'm like, how long are we uh, before people have some sort of like accessible headset where like if they just want to go to a VR conference, it's not like, okay, I need all this special equipment or whatever. It's just like commonplace and everyone's got one and we just like have the conference in VR. That's like what we do. Uh, you know what I mean? Or are we like, five years out from that, 10 years out from that. I, I feel like a long, long way, but I've, I've been wrong before. And, and uh, it feels like the technology is moving like crazy quick right now, especially with what we were showing yesterday. Well, I mean, it's, that's what I mean by uh, what people's technical ability are. Cause I mean, okay. I've been able to, I've been able to make a, you know, Google cardboard viewer on my phone for probably five years now. And that would be enough to jump into crypto voxels watching the VR. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you may not be walking around, you know, but that would give you the three degree of freedom where you could look around and say hi to the guy sitting next to you. It wouldn't be as fun as the full, you know, Oculus experience, but that's not what we're, that's not your common, that's not your lowest common denominator, right? If you guys check the token smart bot stuff channel right now, while we've been in here, I've been playing a little bit. Um, and I set up a, the Mozilla hubs uh, bot, and it actually can create a room for a channel in Discord, and then you can jump in there and sign in with your Discord. And, Whoa. Oh, yeah. And then I think the chat's piped back into our Discord as well. Cool. It's pretty <laughs> slick. Yeah, it is. See, look, the bot just said hello from bot stuff. 
Like that's actually <laughs> me typing in there. So anyways, and like I was able to pick the scene. There looks like this might be something to explore for the meetups, guys. Like we can actually, actually have a link to these from CryptoVoxels as well. So we could do like the pre-game in there, but then people could also join directly from Discord instead of making them go to CryptoVoxels first. That's pretty cool. I mean, some of these, so like I was talking about trying to set up a website, but my idea for a website was more of a, like an event calendar thing, but potentially maybe have an aggregate for blogs and stuff, you know, if you want. Mm -hmm. But the primary purpose of it would be to have an event calendar where you could even, I actually, you could probably already sell tickets and stuff like that. And you could restrict it, you know, say you can't get, you can't follow the link unless you've, or you don't get the link. Well, no, like these can be, this is channel, dude, these are channel permission restricted too. Like these rooms yeah. are like, it's literally, we could invite someone to a discord room and that's like, if they have a ticket to the conference and then they'll be able to join this VR space. Um, yeah. Well, I was thinking, yeah, from the website thing, cause I could actually tie that. I was using Same some WordPress thing, though, I think stuff. Yeah, I, I could tie it to the Discord, and then the yeah, Discord will start putting stuff in. Yeah, and as long as there's it, like it'll give them permission for access based on their Discord account. You have to connect yeah. to the Discord account. But we can totally do this with like yeah. we can do we can do free ones, but we can also do exclusive events and do limited access if we need to. Like this works, and we can use headsets or browser. This actually seems pretty cool. Like this is first yes, time I'm really doable. checking it out. I don't oh, know if yeah. you guys have jumped in here yet at all. It's not like. The most amazing experience i'm having to click to move around instead of just being able oh wait now i can walk i guess i was just stuck before all right this is awesome yeah this is the like gotta be the way stuff is pretty solid so it looks like we can maybe figure out how to do video there's at least a thing to do screenshots here but maybe we can do video this has got to be the way of the future man I, I feel like by the time like my kid is our age and has to go to like a training or something or like a conference. He's just going to pop on his headset. Every every time I talk to somebody, I'm always reminded of the freaking Back to the Future one. Marty does all the gun shooting ones and the kid's like, oh, you have to use your hands? That's a baby game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm reading, have you read uh, this book? Uh, what is it? Snow Crash? That uh, I'm getting like way off on a tangent here, but. Uh, I read the Ready Player, no, the Ready Player one where it was like forever ago, so I, I know I need to jump back in. You guys are starting your book club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was super unintentional, that. honestly. Yeah, it was my buddy had given me this book, and then like Jim, I saw Jim talking to Jin about it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like the same book my buddy just sent me. And uh, yeah, my mind was blown. I I didn't realize until Jim had told me that this was like the inspiration for uh, Ben Nolan to start building on crypto voxels in the first place. Um, but. You can, yeah, if you ever want like FOMO, like more FOMO into like virtual reality and crypto voxels, uh, just read like the first 30 pages or so. It's um, pretty much required re reading for, for joining uh, NFT42 as well. Like, huh. you know, we're, we're trying to build the avatars of the metaverse. So yeah, it's worth it. No, <laughs> yep. no regrets. It's, uh, it, it's more, more relevant to my life than I would have ever thought a book like this would be at any other point in my life. Yeah, I think I had talked about that before. Like, I totally get why there's some uh, people pushing back against it. And right. it's like, well, I mean, the whole interoperability thing, it's like, hey, I just created this amazing tool. This, you know, it's like, I'm not going to allow you to use my amazing tools in somebody else's thing and stuff. And we really, utilizing multiple platforms allows people to like, hey, look, you could potentially see a profit, you know, even with your competitors potentially offering up a better solution than what you got in some things you know it allows everybody to work together instead of having this cutthroat business environment i guess right 
No, that dude, I feel like that's that's how like the real good stuff like differentiates itself. Like it's a pretty level playing field and if you can't create like a solid product or like solid culture culture around your not solid product, then you you lose and and uh, you can't just like dump a bunch of money into something, put a bunch of like shiny bells and whistles on it and like keep everyone captive there. That's like the whole it defeats the whole purpose of the metaverse in the first place. Um, I don't know. I know Facebook is working on their own like type of thing. That's going to be like, you know, keeping everyone within their uh, closed walls and everything. Do you, do you know anything about that? Or let's see that being like a big competitor to anything or, or like, what are your thoughts on that? I would like, I would like to think that the Facebook horizon is being like an easy entryway for a lot of people to get in. So I'd like to think that it would be, but I could see a lot of people hitting a wall because I'm fairly certain they're going to have like a walled garden thing where you're not allowed to do as much. I mean, it's Facebook. They're going to have to restrict what, how far you Facebook can horizons. It. Yeah. yeah. It looks like that. I don't know. I saw something in the Oculus homepage, like maybe that's getting close to having some sort of beta experience or something. Oh, I mean, it'd be smart. <laughs> this is the time for them to jump on top of it if they're going to. Is that browser-based as well, or is that uh, are you going to need some sort of headset? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it seems like they're going application-based because they own Oculus. They're making it like a because right now, if you've got an Oculus to run with your Oculus system, you have to connect it to a Facebook account for half the stuff. Okay. So using the Facebook platform for all that, they used to Oculus Rooms. That's how they used to work with that too, which I think they've shut down, but. That was like their preliminary thing where you could make your own little room and you'd, if you did things in games, you'd get little special decorations you could put in your room and you can invite okay. people to come see it. So I guess they're just expanding on that. So this may be a dumb question, but like if I own like an Oculus Rift, is it essentially like, uh, I don't even know if this is the right jargon, but like open open source to the extent that if if I own this VR headset, I can pretty much use that in like, anyone with a walled garden like Facebook or the metaverse or like anything like that, or, or does that have any restrictions on where you can go in, in virtual reality with it? Well, it's, it's all depends on if that, like it, since Ben's is all bro browser based, doesn't really matter. You just need a VR browser for that. You know? But it is a separate app. Whereas the, the steam stuff all the vive that's more open source thing but it's also the more expensive option right now so you know everybody's buying oculus because it's the cheaper option but it is sort of like they do have the ability to restrict things on the oculus store they haven't really gone that far yet okay. but but like the oculus the odyssey <laughs> i don't even remember now oh man that the cheaper untethered one like that's actually it runs on the thing and they can totally lock down any other things if they want to so they, at this point, they pretty much allow you to go wherever you want in VR, whether it's part of the metaverse or Facebook horizons when that comes out or whatever. There's no like restrictions on what you can do once you have one of these headsets pretty much. I, I think if you try and do something really weird, you have to jump through some <laughs> hoops, you know, but I right, mean, right. for the most part, there are hoops you can do, whereas the Vive is more just open, like they let you do whatever you want on it. Okay, gotcha. Um, Plus the Vive is also a grand and you have to have a high-end computer to run the thing. You know, so, you you know, know. what stopped me? Because I did the <laughs> research and I decided, I mean, for me, it wasn't a matter of, of how much. It was getting the best headset for me because I used the Gen 1 Vive. I had the screen door effect and I got motion sickness and everything else. So I was really concerned about that. And I ended up going with the Rift S because it didn't have the, the need for the lighthouses or whatever they call them, um, the external hardware component. 
but it also seemed like it had a good enough uh, resolution and everything else. And I've been really happy with the, uh, the, the Rift S. And then I got a, a Quest for my nephew a few weeks ago. And uh, that's a pretty slick device itself as well. So both, both the Oculus uh, headsets have worked out really well for me. And I don't feel like I'm, uh, of course, the graphics could be a little crisper, more crisp. But uh, as far as like usability, the both headsets seem really pretty, pretty far evolved from the first generation that I tested out. Oh, yeah. What's the screen door effect? Where you just basically see the pixels because your uh, eyes are so close. There's still a little bit of that with the, the these. It's pretty much gone. Uh, but you still aren't like looking and like you wouldn't consider it to be a high definition like in vr it's nice it's not like crappy definition it's it's decent definition but it's not high definition so from from headset to headset you feel like that makes a difference in whether or not you develop motion sickness has to do i think the earlier versions it was like refresh rate was a big part of it and some other the delays and things that can occur between like when you move your head versus the time it takes for the headset to react Okay. So they fixed a lot of the latency issues and everything that that I think caused that. It's fascinating, man. I probably would have like assumed that if I got motion sickness, then that was it. I would just like not be like a good candidate for VR. I didn't realize that that was like a uh, different from headset to headset. Yeah, Hopefully, cool. that's going to be less of an issue going forward. Like this, that this this recent gen of generation doesn't really have that that same issue that the first gen Vive did. At least for me, it doesn't. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the Vive just because I'm a tech guy who likes tech gadgets you know so <laughs> i wanted the i wanted the new vibe so badly but yeah. I, I also wanted to be able to move it around and not get stuck setting up those lighthouses i mean we, i definitely uh, want to explore this this mozilla hubs more i mean now yeah, that we've been in here and i've been playing in this i set up a new room and gave some limited access uh to also to Jin and, and godfrey so maybe we cool. can play around in this this week and then if everything goes well maybe we'll be able to share this room with anybody who's interested in doing a meetup in there in the near future. I mean, yeah. what'd be really slick is if we could at some point, because I remember Jin, yeah, and Godfrey before, because we had the, we had a little interview thing in his movie room that he had created before. Like, it'd be sweet to have this, our little meeting here actually in his, in his VR room. If we could figure that, figure it out how to make it work. Yep. Totally. No, that was, that was the idea. That was the first I idea think we that also came to my head. Yeah. Yeah, I think we also talked to him last night about like the different areas we could do this. Like, do we want to do this in VR chat or does it make sense to build out like in Mozilla hubs? Because it sounded like Boombox Head could build in either with, with competence. So, you know, if it's going to make more sense to do it in Mozilla hubs for our purposes, like this is really easy to join a meeting in here. And I guess it all hooks into audio. We'll have to test out the audio and stuff and see how well it works. But this could take care of a lot of it if we could get a custom office space in Mozilla hubs. Yo, why don't we wrap this up uh, for today, the podcast at least, and we can talk more about it and tinker around with it. And then maybe we can like reconvene uh, a week from now and sort of discuss where we're at with the whole thing. I don't know. It seems like we're all on the same page, right? Blow up the token smart brand, figure out the best way to get everyone who's the smartest people in the space in the same space. Do this thing right, right? And yeah, spend time in, in virtual space just to continue on the space theme there. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I guess it sounds like, you know, for the next couple of weeks, this is just going to be maybe about us trying to figure out the best way to present and the token smart brand and make it useful for people beyond the Discord server. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, y'all. I'm going to stop you guys soon.